Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. everyone this is Brian this is behind the scenes with Brian and today I am with a engineer based in Italy by the name of Paolo Farina and Paolo runs a company called GeoApp and we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, but we're going to start with first things first hey Paolo how are you today hi Brian uh, everything is okay thanks uh, what about what, how about you yeah good uh, we're recording this during the coronavirus outbreak and most people here in the US are confined to their homes or to make only necessary errands how are things in Italy things in Italy are uh slightly improving in the last uh, days so we had the very bad times a uh, few in, in the first weeks of march but apparently now the number of new cases of, uh, of coronavirus virus are uh, slowing down so we we hope that uh, we may see uh, the light at the end of the tunnel in a few weeks oh that's great yeah i think all the governments and communities and everybody has done the right thing maybe a little bit slow but i I can understand that nobody wants to say too early, go home, yeah. stay home. Um, obviously a huge interruption to commerce and industry and lives and everything else. But like you say, it's it seems like we're getting through the tunnel anyway. Yeah, yeah, that that's our hope. So yeah, we we are still in lockdown, but uh, we are uh, we hope that. In a few weeks, we can start to change a little bit uh, this uh, current status and uh, having more freedom a, li- a little bit. Yeah, more. yeah. It, it it seems like forever, but we'll look back on this one of these days and be able to talk about it almost with fun memories of working from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. So, Paolo, why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Your background and and uh, what led you to your university program that you chose yeah uh, by background I'm a, an engineering geologist so I graduated from the University of Florence here in Italy uh, with a master in engineering geology and then I had a PhD uh, in health sciences uh, focused on the use of uh, radar from satellite insert and ground-based radar for slope monitoring. So that's my uh, education. And then I worked for a few years at the university as assistant professor after my PhD. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and what did you do once you um, left your position as a professor? I, I decided to leave the university to 
to in 2007 uh, because I realized that I uh, was not too much uh, uh, focused on uh, academic uh, activities uh, and I decided to join uh, an Italian company, a uh, radar company specialized uh, in uh, development of uh, radar technologies for the defense business. But at that time they were starting to introduce into the market a radar, an interferometric radar for uh, uh, ground deformation monitoring. So I joined the company as a business development uh, person because of my experience during my uh, PhD in the first prototype of that kind of technology. Okay, so that the seeds of this service were was developed in the university. Yes, correct, correct. Actually, the, there were a few Italian uh, research groups uh, working since the early 2000 on this kind of technology, both from satellite, but uh, mainly from ground-based system. And uh, after a few years of research and development um, and uh, trials here and there, uh, a couple of companies start to commercialize this kind of technology and I was probably one of the most experienced in person at the time in um, using and developing the, the, that kind of technology for specifically for slope monitoring. Of course at that time on natural slopes because in Italy we don't have too much mining. Oh, okay, okay. And, and what exactly is it that your company does? Yeah, this is a good point. Uh, let me just finish before moving to my company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, worked, I worked for eight years within this uh, uh, radar company in Italy and uh, I basically uh, established a mining business unit and I was uh, directing that uh, business unit because we introduced that kind of radar into the mining industry at the worldwide level and uh, the business was really successful. But then I decided to, to quit that job because I was too much focused on uh, sales and uh, radar technology, but uh, I was missing my, my original background. So I'm more a rock mechanics guy, so I, I decided to establish with uh, a few former colleagues of mine at the university, uh, GeoApp, as a spin-off company of the University of uh, uh, Florence. So the idea behind the, the, the company was to transfer the experience uh, gained uh, uh, within the university, but also by myself, in, uh, in data analytics, uh, trying to transfer that experience from the research world or from the civil defense world, because the university was working is still working a lot as consultant of the Italian civil defense, the National Civil Defense Department. So the idea was to transfer that kind of experience from the academic and the civil defense world to the private world. So offering services uh, to mining companies, uh, to uh, contractors, uh, uh, big infrastructure project, uh, to uh, analyze data collected by uh, all the different technologies that nowadays uh, are uh, available uh, in most of the, for example, the mine sites. So this includes a laser, photogrammetric system, satellite insert, radar, and so on. So the idea is to uh, offer uh, services to squeeze those data and try to transform data into information. Interesting. So is there a preferred data collection system? And by that I mean like uh, 
satellite versus radar? Is is there one that's more popular or one that the industry is going toward now? Yes. If from, from this point of view, let's say at Jap, we are sensor agnostic. I mean, we don't, of course, uh, uh, we don't have specific preferences because typically we uh, are asked by our clients to analyze the data that they have. Of course, uh, in some cases, uh, uh, if we consider the available data not uh, enough uh, to, to allow the user to take decision, to assess the risk in the proper way, we recommend to use, uh, to install a different sensor or to rely on different technologies. And uh, we mainly uh, use or we recommend uh, satellite INSA, so a technology capable of measuring uh, uh, deformation with millimetric accuracy from uh, 800 kilometers from the ground. Uh, and this is very good for large areas, but also for specific areas like specific slope, we, we work a lot on ground-based radar no? to provide safety critical uh, monitoring. Interesting. So how frequently are these satellite images collected? Uh, nowadays, uh, with the modern satellites available on the market, uh, the best you can get is uh, an image every six days. Okay. Mm. So, of course, we are far from uh, real-time monitoring, but uh, you can have, uh, let's say, a monthly update or a quarterly update of the satellite insert data. And this is very, very important because uh, you can uh, complement this type of analysis with a traditional geotechnical sensor or ground-based radar. And the value of using INSAR to me, the most important value is that you don't need to install any reflector on the ground. Mm -hmm. And moreover, you can detect movements in their early days when the movement is so uh, small that only satellite INSAR can measure it or uh, a few technologies, but you can detect uh, uh, early enough to then go in the field, double check uh, what's going on, and eventually installing uh, uh, a dedicated uh, uh, geotechnical sensor or radar where the, the area is moving. Yeah, um, it's, it's amazing how accurate you can get with uh, satellites now. It, it used to be that you could see something that was about a square meter, and now you're talking about movements that are a few millimeters exactly exactly and uh, we are uh, using this kind of technology for different type of uh, ground deformation we we use it for uh, slopes of open pit mines but we use also for tailing dams we have been involved recently in different uh, uh, project the, with the tailing dams, like in Brazil for Vale Brumadinho, we were part of the team supporting the technical uh, panel. Uh, we worked for other uh, tailing dams, in, uh, for example, in Australia for the Cadia tailing dam, uh, which failed in uh, 2018. But we use also for underground mines where you have block caving, because of course uh, you have. Uh, a uh, very good technology capable of covering wide areas and uh, measuring uh, on the long term how uh, the formation are evolving. More recently, I'm, I'm uh, working hard in the last uh, weeks on a project uh, for a solution mine uh, uh, operation where, uh, where salt is extracted uh, through uh, uh, 
through wells and uh, there are a lot of uh, deformation on the surface uh, in an urban area and so the, 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 the client is relying on this technology to understand the uh, spatial deformation field no? and also how from a uh, temporal perspective the deformation are, are evolving with time. Oh, amazing, amazing, very, very interesting. So how your, your company has developed a technique to take all of these individual pieces of data and to make sense of it so that you don't just have uh, overlays of contours, you can actually see movements um, with, with all these, I'm going to say millions of data points. Yes, yes, yes. I, I can tell you uh, an, an example. No? For example, uh, we can talk about uh, INSER. You receive uh, for every new uh, uh, INSER data set, for example, every month, you receive a few hundred thousand points no? covering your area of interest. And mm. you don't have time no? to analyze all of them. And for each point, you have a, a time series showing the displacement versus time in the entire period or in the last uh, update what we do typically is to uh, we have developed some algorithms capable of uh, uh, classifying for example those points in an automatic way identifying only the points for example showing a progressive behavior as we say in geotechnical in the geotechnical community you no know, points where you see an in increase of velocity uh, acquisition uh, after acquisition because of course on those points uh, you may have an evolution that could even uh, ultimately generate a, a local failure. And so on those points, for example, we implement empirical method to forecast the time of failure, like the inverse of velocity. We have developed some algorithms to mm. estimate time of failure uh, at different temporal scales, so in the short term, in the long term, in an uh, automatic or semi-automatic uh, way. And we provide all of these to a web platform from which the user can uh, uh, have access to, analyze directly the output of this of these analysis and receive alerts in case of some areas are showing uh, uh, an increase of velocity which is uh, above the expectation of the user. Well, that's that's, uh, that's interesting. So is your, is your customer base growing lately over the past year or two? Yes, yes, yes. It, uh, we have uh, we have uh, an, a growing number of uh, of clients, and uh, especially uh, among the big uh, uh, mining uh, companies, uh, we are uh, we are still a small, of course, a small. Uh, I say boutique uh, consultants, uh, consultancy company, but uh, we have uh, among our clients uh, the biggest uh, names in the, especially in the open pit uh, community and the, and the tailing communities. So it's uh, it's uh, we are based in Italy, so we are not uh, close to most of the mining area, but we 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 work a lot uh, globally, mainly in uh, South America, North America, Africa, Indonesia, a lot. So we we have uh, we have a good base of uh, of clients, and uh, we we see that there is uh, still a room for this kind of uh, expertise and services because most of the mining companies are installing uh, everyday new technology 
technologies, monitoring technology, especially they are investing in technology, but sometimes they don't have enough resources. I mean, people or skilled people or trained people or people with enough time to analyze all the, the terabytes of data that those technologies are collecting on a daily basis. So that's why they need to outsource to companies, to companies like uh, like Joap with uh, this specific expertise. Interesting. So, so if I went out to some of my clients in Elko, Nevada, would they be familiar with your services? Uh, yeah, I think so because we we have clients in that uh, area. You know that area is uh, is uh, there are a lot of large open pits, and so we we work there. We have been also there recently because uh, we have uh, a project funded by the Large Open Pit Initiative. Uh, I'm sure you are familiar with this uh, yeah. uh, kind. And uh, so we, we are uh, already working there, and uh, we we may be happy to to have uh, to support your clients in case. Okay, okay, interesting. And c could you tell us any specific case histories or uh, success stories that are related to your services? Uh, yes, I, I, I can uh, uh, probably the most uh, 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 the most interesting project we have worked on in the last uh, year or couple of years is the Brumadinho tailing dam. Unfortunately, I, I'm not allowed to uh, give much details on this, but in that case, uh, Joap was hired by the technical panel appointed by Vale, mm. the owner of the tailing dam, to support. Uh, uh, the analysis of all the monitoring data available, but I cannot give you more details. Another uh, interesting project I can uh, I can refer to is probably um, the um, development of uh, um, um, methodology that uh, we have um, we have done uh, recently as part of this LOP project, where uh, we. Uh, we basically uh, realize a, a software capable of uh, extracting discontinuities from point clouds, for example, point clouds collected by laser or by photogrammetic system. And with our uh, tool, our software, is, is, it is possible to uh, automatically extract uh, the discontinuity, orientation, and uh, the persistence, and so on. And then, uh, with this uh, with this kind of data, we generate uh, a slope stability analysis that we call 3D kinematic analysis, which is uh, a more quantitative. Uh, uh, version of the well-known uh, kinematic analysis, and uh, with the, those kind of uh, output, we can correct uh, the radar alarms because radar is uh, is a very powerful technology, but it is line of sight, so you don't have the um, x, y, zeta component of the displacement vector. So mm. if your movement is oblique or perpendicular to the line of sight, you may strongly underestimate the, the deformation. And so with the method we developed, we are able to uh, understand how what is the sensitivity of the radar line of sight to the actual direction of movement and correct the radar data. And now we are uh, marketing this, uh, uh, this uh, software because we see that there is value uh, for, uh, for most of the mine, open pit mine where uh, radar is used. This is an, ex uh, an example of a successful project from my point of view. Oh, that's, that's, that's terrific.
um, so where does this go in the future? Is this, um, is, are more things automated or uh, additional satellites planned for the future or, or what, what comes next? That's a, a good question. From my perspective, I see that uh, uh, for, for, for what concerns the INSAR, satellite INSAR uh, market, uh, uh, new satellites are coming, and so it will be much easier to get uh, more frequently high-resolution data in most of the operation, mining operation, or even civil uh, engineering project. And this, of course, will uh, open uh, the door to a, a, a more systematic use of this technology. And from our perspective, on uh, the, the need for uh, our expertise or, to, or our software to analyze the data in a, in a semi-automatic or automatic way. Because the more you, you have in terms of data, the more you need uh, uh, in terms of data analytics. Because uh, my experience is that uh, Sometimes uh, to have data, good data, but to not to, to not have people that are uh, analyzing those data could be worse than not having data at all, no? Especially all right. from a legal perspective. Mm -hmm. So what what we try to clarify to our clients is that uh, to have monitoring data is very good, but uh, they need to be uh, capable of uh, really extracting the, the, the information content because if something uh, goes wrong and someone else uh, in a legal case would have access to the same data that they have and they can have, uh, find out uh, some uh, uh, kind of uh, information that probably nobody was able to, to analyze no, before the accident. And this would be, uh, in my opinion, a difficult position for, uh, for the client. So that's why we try to help our clients to put, uh, put in place uh, some practices no, to have uh, uh, data uh, analyzed uh, frequently and uh, to have uh, uh, to record to, to, to track record of uh, of the analytics component of the in their daily practices oh that's that's great yeah to at least have a responsible person whose job it is to, to look at those on a, a, a regular basis you know I, I think that Every six days or something like that for receiving this kind of data for a slope that is currently stable is is pretty good. And then the, the satellite can give you an early warning, like you say, of where to go out and monitor, where to put prisms or which direction to point your uh, radar and, and all that. I, th I think that is uh, a terrific advancement for... Uh, for the mining industry. Yeah, yeah. We have, uh, j just to give you another example, we have recently published a paper on, uh, on, on uh, scientific report, nature scientific reports, where we uh, summarize uh, three cases where uh, satellite insert uh, was used by our team to um, estimate in a back analysis uh, the time of failure for an, uh, a, a failure in a natural slope in China, a failure in an open pit mine uh, in, uh, in Turkey, and uh, the failure in a tailing dam at Cadia mine in, in Australia. So we demonstrated that uh, the technology now, the state-of-the-art technology for satellite insert, uh, does allow to use the technology 
uh, to estimate the time of failure. So if you are covering a large area, or like for example, an entire region where you may have landslide or an, uh, an entire mine site, uh, the technology uh, may allow you to identify a critical condition where you may expect uh, a failure. Of course, uh, nowadays, not too many companies are uh, using this technology in near real time, let's say. Mm. But some of them are doing so. I mentioned the the the, the client in, in for the solution mine. They are using this for the prediction now of sinkholes, yeah. used by 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 uh, sol the solution mine operation because they have data uh, and they of course they have on site also GPS uh, uh, antennas to have real time data. But uh, with Insar every month. Uh, uh, we receive the data, we uh, update our uh, inverse of velocity analysis to identify uh, areas where we start to see a linear trend that, of course, uh, may be areas where to focus our attention uh, and where to install additional, uh, for example, GPS antenna. That's just an example. Oh, that's, that's terrific. That's, that's, uh, that's really good. And on the show notes um, for this interview I'll put a link to that the paper that you referred to so that listeners can can go there so Paolo if a listener wants to get a hold of you what's the best way to find you I think LinkedIn of course could be a good way uh, I think my my profile on LinkedIn is Paolo Farina and uh, or uh, by email I mean um, I can be reached at the address paolo.farina at geoapp.it. Uh, so these are uh, the, the easiest way to, to reach me out. Okay, terrific, terrific. And uh, before we say goodbye, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? No, I think that uh, uh, I will be more than open uh, to have a chat with some of the listeners if they want to have more information on some of the technologies that we just mentioned uh, in the podcast. Uh, I will, I'm, uh, I'm always all, uh, trying to uh, engage uh, potential user of this technology because I understand some, that sometimes uh, the uh, clients may be worried no, about introducing something new and uh, I'm more than happy just to allow some of them to, to, to understand something more about this technology. We organize also a lot of training courses. I've been, for example, in, uh, in Tucson a few, uh, in middle of February for a big mining company mm. to organize uh, 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 training on how to use effectively uh, geotechnical monitoring data, no? integrating different type of, of data. And we do this on a regular uh, base and uh, we, will, we are also involved in a training uh, course organized by the University of Arizona, the Center of Excellence for uh, Geotech Engineering. So, I mean, uh, I, my suggestion is uh, try to, uh, especially in this period, you know, with the coronavirus uh, lockdown, probably is the right moment to, to dedicate some time in, uh, in uh, learning about uh, the new technologies available so far on the market. That's terrific. And your company website is geoapp.it, so that's G-E-O-A-P-P dot I-T, and uh, people can go always go there to find out more about your services. Yes, correct, correct. Okay, okay. 
Paolo, I think it's been a really great conversation. I appreciate your time today. I hope you stay healthy and prosperous through the the, uh, quarantine. Thank you very much, Brian. It was a real pleasure to have this uh, conversation with you. And thanks for inviting me and being part of this uh, podcast. And uh, I hope that you will also try to enjoy these uh, days uh, at home, because I think we we may learn a lot while we are at home and we stay with our families. Yeah, I think so. I'm certainly learning a lot through this process. And I I have a new appreciation for a, a little bit of different freedom while I'm working. Yeah, I agree with you. I fully agree. All right. Thanks again, Paolo. Ciao. Ciao. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rocking.